Today, Belgorod is attacked again. An Australian veteran loses his defamation case relating to war crimes. The US agrees to suspend its debt ceiling and Amazon pays $20 million to settle a case relating to privacy rights. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 1st of June 2023. This morning, it's been reported that parts of Russia's Belgorod region are being evacuated by the Russians following further shelling. Specifically, Russia has evacuated 300 children from a number of villages in the region. The governor of the region has claimed that Ukraine has shelled two of the border settlements. News about this story is, right now, a little light. However, both the Kiev Independent and the Moscow Times have reported that this has happened. At the time of writing, the BBC is working to verify videos that they're seeing on Twitter of the incident. In total, the governor of Belgorod has said that eight people have been wounded in the attack, which hit apartment buildings, homes, a school and administrative buildings in the town of Shebekino, although he claims there have been no fatalities. The governor said the situation in Shebekino is not getting better. There is shelling and there is a fire at one of the industrial enterprises. Right now, it's not clear whether this attack was carried out by the Ukrainian government or some other actor. In the last few weeks, military leaders have been suggesting that Ukraine should try and make Russians feel more like the war in Ukraine is closer to home. When asked about the situation in Belgorod, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said it was quite alarming. He added that we have not heard a single word of condemnation from the West so far. Russia's Belgorod region previously was attacked by two pro-Ukraine groups made up of Russian nationals, the Russian Volunteer Corps and the Freedom for Russia Legion. The Russian Volunteer Corps has denied shelling civilians in this latest incursion, but said it is once again fighting on Russian territory. It's the latest in a series of increasing attacks on Russian territory or Russian-occupied territory, including an apparent drone attack on Moscow on Tuesday. A Ukrainian presidential advisor said, we have nothing to do directly with it, but added, we enjoy watching and predict an increase in attacks. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Australia's most decorated living soldier has lost a high-profile defamation lawsuit against newspapers that accused him of committing war crimes during his time in Afghanistan, with a judge finding most of the accusations as substantially true. Ben Robert Smith was a member of Australia's Elite Special Air Service, or SAS, and had received a number of awards, including the country's highest military award, the Victoria Cross, in 2011. Since leaving the force in 2013, he's had a successful career as a public speaker, among other things, and has a portrait in the Australian War Memorial. However, in 2018, three newspapers began publishing articles that accused him of serious misconduct between 2009 and 2012, including involvement in the murder of six Afghans, prompting him to sue them for defamation. But after a mammoth trial, a federal court judge has ruled in favour of the newspapers and found that four of the six murder allegations were substantially true. These include incidents where a handcuffed farmer was kicked off a cliff and subsequently shot dead, a captured Taliban fighter who was shot at least 10 times in the back, and two murders that Robert Smith had ordered to initiate rookie soldiers. 
Civil courts require a lower threshold to prove accusations than criminal ones, and Robert Smith has not been charged with any criminal offences. The newspapers called the judgment a vindication, with one reporter saying it's a day of justice for the brave men of the SAS who stood up and told the truth about who Ben Robert Smith is. A war criminal, a bully, and a liar. And today is a day of some small justice for the Afghan victims of Ben Robert Smith. So that's what's been happening in Australia today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in the US. The US House of Representatives has passed a bill to suspend the country's debt ceiling with just days to go before the federal government is expected to effectively run out of money and default on its debt. The bill was a compromise between President Joe Biden and Republican Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy after a period of sometimes difficult negotiation. The bill effectively temporarily removes the federal government's limit on borrowing until January 1, 2025, after the November 2024 election. The bill also, thanks to the Republican demands, does some other things like cap government spending in some non-defence areas, expands work requirements for food aid recipients, cuts some funding from the Internal Revenue Service, and more. 149 Republicans and 165 Democrats voted for the bill, while 71 Republicans and 46 Democrats voted against. Congress people from the further left of the Democrat Party and further right of the Republican Party opposed the bill. The Democrat no votes opposed things like the tightening of anti-poverty programs, while the hardline Republicans who rebelled felt like Speaker McCarthy had not secured deeper spending cuts and stricter reforms. The bill now heads to the Senate, where it's very likely to pass, albeit with some opposition from members of both parties and on a very tight schedule as it needs to be signed by President Biden on Monday, June the 5th to avert a default. If you want more content like this from TLDR, make sure you check out Nebula, where each week we release a roundup of what's been happening in Westminster in our series, This Week in Parliament. Amazon has today agreed to pay $20 million to settle allegations that it's violated children's privacy rights with its Alexa voice assistant. In essence, Amazon has been found guilty to having failed to delete Alexa recordings at the request of parents. Ultimately, they were found to have retained sensitive information for years. In addition to this, Ring, Amazon's doorbell camera, will also pay out. In this case, though, Ring was accused of giving its employees unrestricted access to customers' data. Ring has agreed to pay $5.8 million to authorities. Amazon made clear to users that they could delete voice recordings collected by their system. Samuel Levine, the director of the US Federal Trade Commission's Bureau of Consumer Protection, said that Amazon sacrificed privacy for profits and that Ring allowed thousands of employees and contractors to watch recordings of customers' private spaces. In one of the most creepy incidents at Ring, it was discovered that one employee had viewed thousands of video recordings belonging to female users of Ring cameras, many of which were in the bathrooms and bedrooms of users. They were only caught when one of their employees spotted what they were doing. To end the main section of the daily briefing, we've got some uplifting news from Sydney, where researchers have made a big step towards the treatment of endometriosis, a painful condition that affects 1 in 10 women. Researchers at Sydney's Royal Hospital for Women have grown tissue from every known type of endometriosis, meaning that they can observe changes and compare treatments with the goal of being able to vary and target treatments more effectively 
based on the type of disease the person has. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because we explain the current controversy over the COVID inquiry in the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing, only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.